a view from the Caribbean. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Tokyo Report. In just a moment, we'll be speaking with Brian Lewis, head of the Trinidad and Tobago NOC and leader of the Caribbean Association of National Olympic Committees. Eight more days of competition left to go in Tokyo. The track and field of competition is in full swing, and some of the world's top golfers will be swinging for the gold medal Sunday in the final round of the men's tournament. Xander Shoffley of the U.S. has a one-shot lead over Japan's Hideki Matsuyama. Congratulations to Greece for its first-ever gold medal in rowing and first medal of these games. And it's also the first time IOC member Spiros Kapralos has presented a gold medal to a countryman. Stefanos Tuskis won the single skulls on Friday. Belinda Benchik of Switzerland wins the women's singles, and New Zealand took the gold in women's rugby sevens. In the medals table, the U.S. and China are tied with first place, 46 medals apiece. The ROC is next with 37. Japan follows with 30, and Great Britain has 28. 70 nations have won medals in Tokyo so far, including three for Jamaica when it swept the women's 100 meters final Saturday in athletics. Happy, of course, for the Jamaica result is Brian Lewis, president of KNOC, the Caribbean Association of National Olympic Committees, representing the nearly two dozen NOCs of the region. Saturday is KNOC Day in Tokyo, and he will lead a commemoration late Saturday night at the NOC Hotel in Tokyo. He, of course, is also president of the Trinidad and Tobago NOC. He spoke to us just after he and his colleagues from TNT decided not to appeal to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, the disqualification Saturday of a TNT sprinter, and his team has also been sidelined with a coach and two athletics competitors stuck in quarantine instead of out at the track during the athletics competition. Brian Lewis says the world of Olympic sports still has a long way to go before COVID is no longer a worry. But he gives good marks to Japan for the way the Olympics have handled the coronavirus and the preparations for the Games. Well, in terms of the the reports I've been getting from the chef de mission, Lovie Santana, this is the Trinidad and Tobago Olympic Committee team teacher, chef de mission, um, you know, and the, the COVID leaves officer, Riza Grant. Um, we, you know, they they are trying to function and operate within the strict and stringent um, COVID-19 countermeasures and the playbook. And while we have had, up to this point, two athletes determined to have tested positive and one coach, I mean, the, the process and the protocols have worked. Um, in terms of the daily testing, in terms of the process as, as to what happened. Um, so the chef de mission, Lovie Santana, and the COVID liaison officer is in daily contact with the three team TTO delegates members at the isolation hotel. And uh, if there are any needs or, or any concerns that they need to be addressed, it is, it is addressed by the TTOC. Um, you know, to complement whatever their, their conditions exist at the um, 
isolation hotel. Um, so, to be fair, we we have had no adverse comment or, or concerns about about what is happening. It's a reality which we have accepted even before we left Trinidad and Tobago, and the decision was made to accept the International Olympic Committee's invitation to attend the Tokyo 20, the rescheduled Tokyo 2020 Games, given the reality of a global pandemic. So, um, you know, overall, we, we just team TTO, we, we just function and operate on the TTOC in the context of the, the reality. Um, and uh, there are some complaints from from athletes that it's almost like like being in a in, in a prison. Uh, the 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 regimentation. The, well, the, well, I, I don't I don't want to appear to be trivializing anything, but but I think that those who are in a prison and serve prison time would say that there is no comparison. Um, of course, the requirements of the COVID-19 countermeasures, it, it, it speaks to quarantine. Um, so, you know, we can't speculate. I can't speculate about anything other than our focus being on Team TTO. And as I've shared, we continue to work with the COVID-19 countermeasures and the stringent playbook um, guidelines and protocols, the daily testing, etc. And as I said, in terms of the, the, the team members that we have in the isolation facility, we, um, we, we, we are in contact with them daily to make sure that their, their welfare, their needs are being addressed and where there may be a any additional requirements, we, we provide it. We're we providing that support. And, and that's what our focus has been. So, you know, it, it, I would imagine that the isolation facility, the hotel, and the countermeasures would create certain um, challenges. It's not perfect. But I would expect, like the TTOC, has done, the chef de mission and the COVID laser officer will be in regular daily contact with the um, with the members in the in the isolation facility. So I don't know whether countries and delegation dealing with it. This is a totally different game. This is a totally different game, and um, I don't think anybody would have have the have had the expectation that these games would be like any other games in the past so you have to really in my view embrace the games in that reality having made the choice to come so you know they, 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 I would I would expect that every single National Olympic Committee that chose to, to come would have made um, appropriate provisions and adaptations and of course nothing is perfect so you know, there, there is still uncertainty and unpredictability, and you react to it. You have to be flexible, and you have to adapt and, and, and adjust. And that is what the Trinidad and Tobago Olympic Committee and 
It's um, people on the on, in the village, the chef de mission, the COVID lazy officer, or medical team, and our various managers are doing. As I said, there are, there are lessons that we constantly learn on a, on a daily basis because there's never been um, a COVID-19 on the COVID-19 pandemic game. So there, there must be that degree of, of flexibility. At the end of the day, you, you have to, in my view, um, recognize, appreciate, and respect the, the fact that the Japan government, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government, the Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee, um, have pressed ahead with this game. And, um, you know, they, 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 they are doing what they consider the absolute best along with the International Olympic Committee based on science, based on on different, the advice of various experts, be it epidemiologists, virologists, immunologists, and all the gists. So it sounds like you have confidence in, uh, in the measures, the, the steps that are being taken. You have confidence in the work that they're doing in Japan. You, you, you think that they're following... I, I have, again, if we didn't have confidence in what had been put in place, the countermeasures, etc., we would not have attended the games. We would not have accepted the invite, invitation to attend the game because at the end of the day, the safety health of every member of our delegation is of paramount importance. We also are very aware that post the games, we have to return to our country, our communities, our families, our friends, and therefore we have that additional responsibility in the context of safety and, and security and respecting the, the, that COVID-19 is, is a very powerful virus and it has one intention. It is not here to make friends. COVID-19 is here to do what it is done. Over 4 million people have died. Over 200 million people around the globe have been, invest- have been um, affected. It has devastated public health systems, economies, um, careers. You know, mental health is a, is a big issue. So you, you have to acknowledge the reality of it. Um, you know, vaccination and being fully vaccinated is an important tool in the toolbox, along with the basic things of wear your mask, um, sanitize, and physical distance. And therefore, it requires a significant amount of, of self-discipline and, and personal responsibility. Today is, uh, is uh, Canoc Day. Yes, the 19th Canoc. Yeah. And uh, we're having a, a, a sort of a event. Um, it, it, the theme of the event this year is, is, is Caribbean women in leadership. We were very pleased to have Nicole recently uh, uh, elected to the... Yeah, Nicole Overt as the feature speaker, you know, and then it's, it's as I said, you know, it's coming off the back of um, in the in the 100 meter finals, the Jamaican women sweeping one, two, three. So, from a Caribbean perspective, a Canuck perspective, you know, it's it's um it's great. Um, so have have, have the uh, know, have your have your colleagues in the Caribbean. 
um, managed to get to Tokyo without major problems? Have they been able to, you know, resolve all the issues as far as the playbook goes following the protocols? Well, based on the feedback that I have received from from a Canuck perspective, um, again, you know, there have been nothing coming out of this whole Tokyo 2020 um, logistics, everything that has not, you know, people have not been able to adapt and work with it. The Caribbean and the Caribbean NOCs are very realistic in the context of what is the reality. You know, we note other people, again, you know, I I have no problem with with people expressing views and opinions. That's a critical part of it. You know, it keeps you, um, it it avoids complacency. If there are any blind spots, constructive criticism is, is able to highlight it and um, allow for, for feedback that, that, that you can adjust and improve. And I think that that essentially is what um, is going on. I mean, whatever issues that there are, there are some issues that continue, uh, that, that technical, as I said, the issue today with the 100-meter women's final and Shana and Tobago's Michelle Yahi. Um, those things happen at games and, and continue, will continue to happen because of the, the, the human element of the officials. Um, you know, um, it's unfortunate. But in terms of COVID-19, um, again, you know, you have all, all sorts of things happening. I, I don't personally think that we are anywhere in the end of, of COVID-19, that, that the world and, and the sport world in particular will have to live with COVID-19. So in that regard, the, the Olympic Games, the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, in a very significant way, provides a template going forward. Because in 2022, you still have the, the Beijing Winter Olympic Games. You have events like World Track and Field Championship, various championships. You have the Commonwealth Games scheduled for 2022 in Birmingham. You have the CAC Games, Central American and Caribbean Games. You have the Pan Am Games. And Paris, so when you look at the window of three years, that's not a long time in, in terms of a quadrennial. So a lot of the lessons learned, both good, bad, indifferent, a lot of the feedback will have to be taken on board and, and, and applied going forward, in my view, in terms of Olympic-type, multi-sport event type. So um, in that regard, I think that the Japan government, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government, and the Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee in terms of knowledge capture and knowledge transfer, um, it, it's a significant contribution they, they are making. And then a lot of the issues that present itself are issues related to the reality of the current environment in which the International Olympic Committee and the Olympic Movement and the Olympic Games operating, whether it be the issue of mental health and how the, the younger athletes um, are dealing with it, be it, be it a Simone Biles, uh, Naomi Osaka, um, 
uh, Jay Jones, um, you know, be it the issue surrounding Rule 50, Black Lives Matter, the issue of gender, all of these are, are issues that relate to the modern, what I call the modern world, and therefore the IOC and the Olympic Games and the Olympic movement must embrace it. There are issues, of course, that would be uncomfortable, and, and the IOC, because of its traditional moorings, may be reluctant to embrace. They may want to take an incremental approach, but at the end of the day, it's not going to go away. You know, we're not going to be able. The Olympic movement is not going to be able to put the toothpaste back into the um, toothpaste tube or put the genie back in the in the bottle. Um, so, you know, in, 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 in a very significant way, as far as I'm concerned, Tokyo 2020, the rescheduled games, is, is, is bare at all. It, 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 this is the reality of the time we live in. There are contemporary issues, um, and, and the International Olympic Committee, the Olympic Movement, can't escape it. Um, and, you know, as they go forward to the, towards the future, some of the issues will amplify even more. Some will be successfully managed, um, and some will, will continue no matter what the International Olympic Committee and the Olympic Movement do. Um, they wouldn't satisfy or please the critics or those who are anti-Olympic Games or whatever, but you, you, you have to engage the conversation because the conversation helps in decision making and helps in addressing issues so from that perspective Tokyo 2020 is a landmark one and I think it is a, it is a inflection point and a defining moment for the International Olympic Committee and the Olympic Movement in terms of 2020 onwards with the next 100 years of the of the IOC and the Olympic movement. Uh, f- finally, uh, with a week left to go for these Olympic Games, how will they h- how will you define them as uh, a success for Trinidad and Tobago and as well as uh, your 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 fellow Caribbean nations? Well, there are two elements to it. Um, of course, you want you want out of it, it's three athletes. You want all of them to perform to the best of their ability to rise above adversity. Um, of course, the target would have been to obtain a couple of podium places. But the overriding factor, from my perspective, is the safety and health and, and welfare of the athletes. Um, our focus, my focus, is that, and the focus of the team, is that we are able to comply with the stringent COVID-19 countermeasures and daily testing put in place by the Japan government, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government, and the Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee, and that we are able to keep our athletes safe and healthy. Um, Those who have contracted who have tested positive. At this point, they remain well and in good spirits. 
showing no symptoms or sickness, and um, they are eager to, to to move past this and to, to get their two PCR negative PCR tests. Our aim is to have the entire delegation when the games have come to an end and the various competi- competition phases have come to an end, that they can get a negative PCR test, return home, and continue to, to test negative during the period of quarantine, whether that be um, self-quarantine imposed by, you know, our country um, or the various countries where they are based. Um, and, and that's the focus, so that they can return to their families and their communities um, healthy and um, safe and, uh, you know, not contribute to the infection rate. Well, Brian Lewis, uh, best wishes to you on this Canoc Day at at the Tokyo Olympics, and uh, good wishes to you and your, your colleagues and your 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 team members from uh, from Caribbean and Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, been thank you very much, and, and to you and everyone around the rings. You continue doing the human service that you have been doing for the Olympic movement. I know at times it's a thankless task, and at times that you may have to rub all of us the wrong way. Um, but I know that that way you do it from a good spirit and motivation, and the intention is to help make the Olympic movement better and more relevant to the to the modern and contemporary society. So thank you to you and your team for that. And we appreciate your very kind words. Brian Lewis, President of Trinidad and Tobago National Olympic Committee and the Caribbean Association of National Olympic Committees, speaking to us from the NOC Hotel in Tokyo, Japan, the uh, Ana Intercontinental Again, good wishes to you for the final week of the Games, and thank you again, Brian. Have a great, great celebration for your association. Well, thank you very much. But it, 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 it's, less, it's less a celebration and more commemoration given the, the times we're in. Brian Lewis from Trinidad and Tobago, our guest on this edition of the Tokyo Report podcast. Tomorrow, Around the Rings colleague Brian Pinelli and I will preview the final week of the Tokyo Olympics. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ed Hula, your best source of news about the Olympics for nearly three decades, aroundtherings.com.